0: Morning prayer is a little different from Eucharist. The gospel is the third lesson, so we don't stand as we do in the Eucharistic um, uh, liturgy. But as our bishops and theologians around the world, around our nation have said, this time we are focused on being filled by the word by scripture, by prayer, by hymns. And I can't help but um, give you a little bit of corny pastor humor about hymns. I don't know if you've seen this list going around about hymns to avoid during the pandemic. I'm warning you, it's very goofy. First hymn by title, Just a closer walk with thee. No singing of that. Two, shall we gather at the river? Also not a good idea. Third, precious Lord, take my hand. And the fourth, and you can come up with others, is breathe on me breath of God. And yet we are going to sing breathe on me breath of God today because it is such a beautiful hymn. We don't want others' breath on us right now as we try to stay healthy and take care of each other. But we do want God's breath, the breath that revives the bones of those in exile and breathes life into all of us when we feel lost in a valley of brokenness. Breath that calls out to us by name, that breath, that voice of God that calls us when we are entombed in death, calls us to believe in God no matter what, reminding us that we will come out of exile. We will come out of exile we are experiencing a kind of exile and a kind of death and a very real death right now, like the dry bones of the prophet Ezekiel's vision and like Lazarus listening to Jesus' cry of, come out, Lazarus, and stepping out of that tomb, stench and all, like Ezekiel and like Lazarus, we will come out of this odd exile, this odd exile of staying put. We will come out of the tomb smelling of very real death, confused, hurt, marked forever, and maybe a little dazed. But we will come out of exile The rising of Lazarus is the last sign in the Gospel of John, a gospel full of signs that let us know who God in Christ really is. He is the one who brings God's realm here and now, and the one who reminds us of the fullness of life, even in the throes of sorrow and suffering. There are so many lessons in this complicated gospel, but the most important ones for us now in these times of pandemic are these three. One, the gospel calls us to listen to the voice, the breath, the power of God's spirit. And like Lazarus, we are called to listen for it and be set free, unbound by death. Another point, another lesson I heard Carolyn Lewis articulate so well is that we are to recognize that Jesus comes alongside us in our weeping and in our discomfort and in our anger and in our lament. Jesus comes alongside us in these times in that anger and lament at the inescapable, the inescapable harshness of death. And Jesus weeps and mourns for his friend as we weep and mourn for our friends who are sick, and isolated and dying. Jesus comes alongside us. The third lesson in this gospel is that Jesus' vision of God's power is beyond what human beings can comprehend. Many people are asking in this time, why? Why does God let this happen? And I can't help but think of Job, whose conversation with God in a time of great loss was still one of great faith. God calls us to faithfulness even in harsh times, maybe most especially in harsh times. Even if we don't understand as God responded to Job, were you there when I made the earth and the universe and all its glory? Maybe we don't know why all these things happen. Well, the why we do know is of how policies make natural disasters worse And we need to stay vigilant. And we know that as people of faith, God shows us clear ways to respond to what is happening, even as we lament the why of bad things happening. We are called out of our caves or tombs or... Dry valleys, to respond in ways that value and cherish life and all human dignity. And we are called to respond with humility. Joan Chittister wrote Humility is the foundation of our relationship with God, the foundation of our connectedness to others, our acceptance of ourselves in our way of using the goods of the earth, and even our way of walking through the world. We are to practice humility. I was speaking recently with my husband, and we were sort of over in awe, I guess, thinking about all of the Societal ills and natural disasters that we've overcome in our lives or lived through. In El Salvador, it was civil war, earthquakes, hurricanes. When we lived in D.C., it was 9-11. Anthrax, the D.C. sniper. Here in Houston, it's been more hurricanes, and now the COVID-19 pandemic. We're all called to remember that in this time, we know how to be together. We know how to act with each other when bad things happen. I love this quote by a rabbi, actually, Rabbi Kaneski, that says, one of the brand new terms that has entered our daily conversation is social distancing. It is shorthand for the practical physical precautions that we all need to and must take in order to protect ourselves and others. She says, I'd humbly suggest, though, that we use the term itself sparingly, if at all. Language is a powerful shaper of thinking, and the very last thing we need right now is a mindset of mutual distancing we actually need to be thinking in the exact opposite way. Every hand that we don't shake becomes a phone call that we place. Every embrace that we avoid becomes a verbal expression of warmth and concern. Every inch and every foot that we physically place between ourselves and another becomes a thought as to how we might be able to help that other should the need arise. We are called to act with faith, even in the worst of times, and remember how we have gotten through. She goes on that it is dis- distant. It is obvious that distancing, if misplaced or misunderstood, will take its toll not only upon our community's strength and resiliency, but upon the very integrity and meaning of our spiritual commitment. And who knows if it was for this time that we have committed ourselves to walk in God's ways. Let us stay safe and let's draw one another closer in a way that we've never done before. We will come out of this exile, this odd exile of staying put, as I said at the beginning. I know that to be true in my bones that have life in them, in the spirit's breath that breathes life in the midst of desolation. We will come out of this exile, this odd exile of staying put, And we will be called by Christ to a rising out of the stench of death, rising by the power of God. And we will do so by listening for Jesus' call to us to come out and by serving those whom are in our communities, in our hearts, in our prayers, and on our livestream. Amen.